Hello and welcome once again to Inner City Spirit, podcast hosted by myself, the Reverend Hannah Elizabeth Atkins Romero, out of Trinity Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas. We're continuing with our series of looking at the Stations of the Resurrection, the Stations of the Light, which is an ancient companion prayer discipline, prayer tool to use scripture where Jesus appears after his crucifixion and before his ascension and where he appears and interacts with his friends, disciples, and other people along the way. We're asking in this pandemic times how we see or serve or recognize the resurrected one or the light of Christ in our everyday and in these times. So the eighth station is the risen Lord strengthens the faith of Thomas. And the reading is from the 20th chapter of John verses 24 to 29. Thomas was not with them when Jesus came. Thomas said, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Jesus came and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands and bring your hand and put it into my side and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Blessed are those who do not see and yet believe. My interviewee today is Luz Montes, who is the curate here at Trinity Episcopal Church in Houston. She began just a few days ago. She is not uh, yet ordained because of COVID-19, and uh, we look forward to her ordination on August 1st. She is a recent graduate of the Seminary of the Southwest, and with her husband, Tan, have also contributed the music. So without further ado, let's have a conversation with Luz Montes. So I just I want to thank uh, and welcome Luz Montes, who has started this week as our curate here at Trinity. So a curate is a title that means, in the Diocese of Texas, it means an assistant deacon and then priest who uh, works right out of seminary for two years with a priest in a parish that has some experience. So while she, she will be a fully ordained deacon and a fully ordained priest, we have the delight of working with her for the next couple of years as she gets her sea legs in ordination. She's got lots of experience in the church and 
brings lots of knowledge and faith to Trinity. So we're really blessed to have you here. Welcome. Thank you, Hannah. I'm so happy and excited to, to be joining Trinity. I've heard so many wonderful things and just being here already, I've, I've learned a lot from this community. It's been very welcoming and um, I just, I'm happy and very excited to be learning alongside you guys. Wonderful. So we already pressed you into all kinds of service <laughs> with the yoga and the archives and the check-in after the services. So we're all off to a good start. So uh, in this podcast, because we started during the pandemic, the first question I ask a guest is, how has the pandemic affected you? Um, what any insights or just share uh, your experience of how it's affected your life and your work? Well, I started here July 1st. And so as, well, we, we know this, but others may not know, uh, you know, the diocese had to postpone ordination. So um, I won't be ordained to the diaconate until August 1st. So that's one thing that has definitely, uh, you know, had a huge impact because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Also moving, uh, you know, we I just finished at Seminary of the Southwest, so moving back to Houston was very different, you know, just not knowing where we were going. I'd never been to this apartment. It was just kind of like looking at things online and then saying, well, here, here's the key. And we didn't, we didn't really interact with anyone at all when we were moving. And and also just being away from family mm-hmm. and now that we're extremely close yet extremely far you know there's this huge distance and in finding routines i think it's definitely been for me uh, something that i've been trying to to navigate during these times because you know it's we're at home and we're isolated and and finding just some some time to new patterns and new normal and starting uh, work at, at a different at times right now it's just well you can't meet people in person hardly no and so everything's online <laughs> and and that's definitely been something new for me um, and and still working through that mm-hmm. so and the delay in ordination is huge. And this is a tiny thing, but when we were going over the bulletin, the service leaflet today, we can't put the reverend yet. And it's it's a small thing, but, but it's a huge change. That, that, that example is small, but it's a huge change. But um, August 1st will change that. But those are like, in some ways, graduations that were all from seminary. I remember... Um, yeah, talking with you, yeah. too. I, you know, it's, it's a lot of grief. You hadn't come into yes. Trinity either, yeah. sort of like your yeah. apartment. I mean, you'd come once before, mm-hmm. but not to look to see if this was the right place for a curate. So there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot. There is a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I, and I've been very fortunate and blessed to have a lot of a wonderful support system, you know, including a text from you and a phone call from you whenever I found out about ordination. And I think that allowing myself that that grieving you know to be able to grieve that as well i think has been very helpful for me well we'll celebrate online as soon as it happens so the last seven episodes of the podcast have been on the stations of the resurrection which is a companion a lesser known companion or parallel to the stations of the cross it's almost as ancient, but it hasn't caught on quite as 
as much as the Stations of the Cross in terms of churches using it as a, as a tool of reflection and entering into the Passion of Christ. This is entering into the Resurrection of Christ and where we meet the Resurrected One in our daily lives and in the, the work of the church or in the work of community or family. And so the eighth station is the risen Lord strengthens the faith of Thomas. So how do you think the, the story of Thomas and his doubt, which becomes a way for Christ to strengthen his faith, how do you think that applies to our time today? I think it, it, I mean, for me, it resonates just, I I think it goes hand in hand and it's Mm -hmm. so similar. Um, I think, you know, that Thomas is not believing in this stage or this phase of his life. And I think it's the same with things we do in our everyday lives. And when I think of everything going on right now, and I think of, you know, some days I, I wake up and I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what, you know, what where what my duties are for the day and then I start to wonder and question and I think that all of us are going through that you know all of us are walking that path of well some days we have a lot of faith and some days it's we're not we don't believe as much as we we you know we were called to or um, or as much as we want to um, I think of just how Thomas was called to to be faithful and and at this time Jesus comes and tells him like you know I know don't don't be don't be not believing but believe in me you know believe and I think that that for me is again with everything going on um, a part of or a you know a chapter in this journey for us a, a chapter of where this pandemic has brought out also a lot of different realities for people and it's also been a time of yeah it's been hard on it's taken a toll on my faith but it's also strengthened my my compassion or my just my way to empathize with others and and see the real realities of this world as well where I'm able to pause and you know there's a lot of um, injustice going on and there's just Mm -hmm. the realities for all of us are not the same. So, I mean, your idea of ministry, your idea of ministry was, I mean, there was established routines in, in San Mateo where you were, and then in seminary, and then here too. And I think we're all kind of trying to, on a good day, take the opportunity to say, what should the church be? Um, and what is necessary? What will feed people now? But we're also trying to figure that out for ourselves, right? <laughs> and our and our and our realities are turned upside down. So, what are some of the uh, injustices that you touch your heart um, now these days? I, I think right now with everything going on, it's just how people of color right now is all of our realities and and just how it, we're you know justice is looks different for all for everyone and i think that this pandemic has really allowed us to pause and and with the the use of technology you know like knowing that all of these things have been going on but nobody was talking about them and and if they were there was no evidence of it and i think right now you know with their cell phone and there's videos and there's so much for us to to be exposed to and see and so i think some of the things that are i are very, you know, I hold very dear and close to my heart are just how people of color navigate in this world, in this country, in this city, you know, and in the church in general as well, Um, including, you know, even under that, like you said, there's so many ways, there's so many different questions or 
areas that we could go into, and I think of immigration as one of them as well. Mm-hmm. There was a recent ruling that the family, that the kids couldn't be held in the detention centers anymore. And so I know I was just asked to sign a petition to to have the entire families released. Um, we know that they separate the adults anyway, but that the kids sometimes stay with the moms or the aunts or the uh, caretaker. And the fact that we have to sign a petition asking our government to keep families together or let, you know, sue the country to let kids leave unhealthy areas is just, is something that can make people doubt. So I think it's even more important to like, okay, where can we serve the risen Christ? Where do we see the risen Christ? Where do we see light these days? Not to negate the reality of racism and we all saw George Floyd being kneed to death on that video. That evidence is like the wound of Christ. And so where is there some light that I think you mentioned um, people are getting more aware so that awareness is important. They can't deny it anymore. But in this time where have you seen some evidence of the light of Christ at work or an encounter with Jesus in the face of other, uh, like your shirt says, have, where have you strived in our baptismal covenant to serve, what is it? I, I should know. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? That's a great shirt. I've never Thank seen that. <laughs> and um, that's one of our baptismal vows. And where have you done that? or seen others doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, well, the shirt, shout out to Marcia, who is actually, she she made one and I said, oh my gosh, I want one, I love it. And, um, but yeah, the, the light is, you know, it's also just having these difficult conversations, mm-hmm. um, I think, for me personally, and, and going on and just watching people really stand up for what they believe in and um, going out to, to, you know, on like a peaceful protest and walking from Discovery Green to City Hall for things that we really, really believe in, you know, and that includes uh, just George Floyd and mo- most, you know, even more recently as well, Vanessa Guillen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that in, in that, you know, walking in those, walking there and just, you know, listening to people and and um, I got to experience this with with Than, and we, you know, both just crying and really just seeing that that there's hope, you know, and and um, people really listening to their hearts. And and I think that having these typical conversations again, because when I think of these marches and why people sometimes don't participate, I also have to think of um, immigration, and I also have to think about yeah, sometimes you know, even in that, some some families or Latinos are. are are very afraid to go out and do that for many reasons, right? Because some of them are undocumented. So what does that look like if they're arrested, if they're driving and they don't have a driver's license because they can't apply for one here? Mm-hmm. If you're here under temporary protective status or if you're here as a you know green card holder, what what does that mean if I am uh, you know caught in a protest or someone the government finds out you know some of the responsibilities under what does it mean um, what is your responsibility as a green card holder is to 
there's these uh, like different values and different rules that they're supposed to follow and and it doesn't really give you any concrete answers as to what that looks like you know so how do we interpret that um, like protesting my yeah like that may look that may not be something that is acceptable yeah. you know and yeah. um, and there's no guarantee of, of being able to renew any of those things because we know that uh, temporary protective status is on and you know you renew that every year green card holder you renew that every 10 years and so you I know that in the Latino community there's a lot of fear when it comes to those things and so seeing people go out and risk everything um, I think is also has also been where I, I see God and you know working in the midst of all of this, in the midst of all the doubts, in the midst of all the pain, there's still hope for us, and there's still uh, an opportunity for us to to go out and speak our truths. Yeah, people risking a lot to stand up for each other and yes. others' rights. I remember seeing Latinos for Black Lives signs in in these marches, and like you said that their people are taking a big risk if even if it's not for them maybe their family it's a brave very brave thank you for pointing that out that was really important what other ways have you found that you might serve or seen the light of Christ these days and anything else that you would like to say about this liminal time this transition in so many ways for your, you personally, for the church, for the world? I think for me, just listening to stories, you know, I think that there comes a point where I'm, I need to just disconnect a little bit from some technology because okay. it's, it's overwhelming. And so I, I try to read a lot and I try to find voices of color to educate myself, to continue learning from the experiences of others because I think like personally for me during um, seminary I was the only Latina in my class you know and, and we're a group of, of 12 and just realizing that there are other voices and there are other people that have that have had the same experiences and just how important that is so I think this time has allowed me to in the midst of all of you know all of these doubts and all of these fears for me has allowed me to all, like also pause and really reflect on my personal relationship with God and, and what that's meant for me and mm-hmm. um, and you know just how it has molded me and formed me to be who I am today so for myself I think it's allowed me to continue asking questions and continue reading and, and listening to voices that that for whatever reason I have not you know I'm, I'm starting to just continue to ask myself like why um, and, and where did this come from and why why haven't I heard these voices and these different theologians and uh, and I think as far as this the church as well it's allow it's giving us a new new ways of doing things it's allowing us to connect in different ways that I think we've probably put them to practice but I think now we don't have any other options and and then also again for me it's also, reminding me of, of who's not at the table you know when I sit in in the zoom different zoom calls and, and I just observe the different ministries here at Trinity I'm just I feel so just empowered and I feel so much just of God's grace listening to people and their stories and how much how much they need this you know and how much they're they're looking for community and and it makes me also wonder what about those that don't have access to this you know what about those families that 
don't have any access to computers for any reason or internet as far as um, just resources and so I think it's making me also start to, to look for that look for those connections of mm -hmm. then how do we how do we become that community and how do we become the church that is outside that's doing this work and and what is it going to look like moving forward mm -hmm. because we are obviously not going back to the way things used to be and I think that that's in itself very powerful that we probably shouldn't be going back to that you know and mm -hmm. that this this new normal is going to be different and it's going to be uh, we're all going to be learning from each mm -hmm. other and we're all going to be making mistakes and we're all going to be doubting and we're all going to be at times where our faith is not you know is not as strong as we'd want it to be and uh, but we'll have each other to kind of rely um, on each other for that support and for that encouragement and so I think that's also where I see the church just stepping in and being more than just um, a building or a structure for people. Well said. Thank you so much, Luz. So we'll have a lot of time to talk. Um, Luz is going to be here at Trinity. And so if you're part of the Trinity community, her email um, is on all of our communication and she'll be focusing on outreach opportunities and um, uh, liturgy and all kinds of things. And I am so happy she's here. <laughs> so thank you for this. And um, there's it's a short podcast, so we could talk about a whole lot more. But I think this gives a good understanding of how the, this Station of the Light is so, like you said, resonant with what we're living through. So thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank Luz and Tan Montes for the music, especially Luz for her insights and participation as the interviewee. Also would like to thank Colin, our producer, and invite all of you to check out Trinity on trinitymidtown.org on our website there or our Facebook page or Instagram. God bless you and keep you. Amen. Amen.